Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Are you disgusted? I am. Eat hurts, doesn't it? All your dreams just hops down the fucking drain. What's happening, guys? Welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast, a proud streaming partner of Player Profiler. On today's show, we are going to talk about Dynasty sophomores. And are these Dynasty sophomores going to surge, or do we need to purge? them off our rosters, who I will never purge. You know him. He is my co-host. He is, in fact, the man of the hour and the man with the power. Jerry Sinclair, what's up, buddy? Nothing. Thank you. Listen, if there was anybody I would actually put a bet on that would be the first person to drive to my house in the event of a purge, I thought for sure you were going to be there. But I'm good, man. Memorial Day weekend. We're talking football like psychopath degenerates. Uh, how are you? Dude, I'm great, and I'm great because we have a great guest. We haven't had a guest yet True. since we've been doing the Player Profiler Roto Underworld joint venture. But for those that are normally subscribed to the, the Roto World Player Profiler YouTube, this man is, is, is no stranger. If you watch the Sonic Truth Dynasty podcast, then you know him as the moderator. I, I would call him the host. <laughs> you may know him as the moderator, but you may also catch him on Rotowire. He has a great show of his own. I've been fortunate enough to be on there with him. Uh, his name, of course, Adam Seslowski. Alan, oh my God. Uh, well, I, I, so, Can so we I cut this and start over again? Start we we can't. Well, so I, I got to tell you the running joke behind that. So I, I super apologize. God, this is horrible, but I've, I've got to tell the truth because I didn't get it out in, in the preamble. So my wife and I go to a church and they have a we'll call him a B-list pastor and his first name's Adam. Mm. And, and I, I always joke and it drives her crazy. I call him Alan. I call him Aaron. I call him Arnold. I call him everything but Adam and it pisses him off. And I even told her tonight, I was like, I'm going to call Alan Adam. And I was like, I'm going to look like a real dick. Congratulations. <laughs> I, I saw the future, but man. Alan, man, what, what's going on? Welcome to the show. Well, you guys said you never had a guest, but you know, it's probably better off. You guys are in a good rhythm. I've seen your show. You guys have it down. And sometimes having a guest can be intrusive. You know what I'm saying? It's like it, it, uh, a booth of three is a tough thing to manage. Obviously, we're all pros here. We're just hanging out on a Sunday night. But um, I, I can understand. And, uh, you know, guest is fun once in a while. But you guys have a good little uh, back and forth going. The real well, reason we don't do it is because normally I'm in the top two of the members of a podcast and I get dropped down to the bronze whenever somebody comes on. 
Well, you 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 guys are, are selling us a little bit differently. I, I'm excited. I, I love guest season. I love I love a different voice. Now a three man booth can be an interesting booth, but I, I I am stoked. So before we get into just talking about the YouTube real quick, and we got to move into to good people, bad tweets. What's uh What's going on with RotoWire? I, I did your show a couple of weeks ago on Friday, and I know you've been doing a lot of stuff. What's going on with uh, with RotoWire? Yeah, well, RotoWire as um, was bought by another company about a year and a half ago, a company called Gambling.com, right? So since they have taken over uh, the company, uh, it just it, it things are even getting even better than they already were. Uh, they have access to just all these different uh, avenues of like marketing and things. So we're seeing more people come over checking us out now for uh, sports betting content. Um, you know, we're we're taking a you know we're having like all the RotoWire and Bookies.com is our other sister company. We're going to be going to Vegas to do like a little get together with them uh, in a couple weeks. And uh, right now, you know, it, things are going great with our baseball content, football content. So, and you guys always welcome anytime on the Road to Wire podcast. We've already had you on. We've got to get Jerry on there in, uh, this summer uh, if he does a good job tonight, you know. Only. Oh, you, you, you got to watch Jerry. Get, get in your hands on. So, little, little side note Theo. Your your co-host, co-compadre, along with the podfather, Matt, on the Sonic Truth. You know, Theo has a boycott. He says he's not coming back unless Jerry is here. Because he's he's filled in. He's pinch hit for for, for Jerry a couple of times during the, the offseason. So he's going to be a little jealous that you got to spend an hour or so with Jerry. Yeah, well, Jer- Jerry it, it purposely takes off when he knows Theo is coming on. He, he wants nothing to do with him. Listen, I would never tell him that. Theo actually trades with me. It's Randy that won't trade with me. So I I would love to be on with Theo. Well, before we get going, let's hear just a quick word from all of our friend, the Podfather, talking about Underdog. Let's take a moment to talk about Underdog Fantasy. Now, many of you have already signed up. Thousands have signed up from Player Profile already over the years. Underdog has supported us since 2020. Much of what you see on Player Profiler is because of Underdog, because of their support. Get the Underdog app. Plug in that promo code UNDERWORLD. I used to play Underdog just for the best ball drafts. I mean, the best ball drafts are amazing. These draft rooms fill so quickly, and you can win life-changing money. You want to take advantage of all the sleepers we talk about on this show? Well, what better place than in an Underdog draft room to do that? And I recommend taking your Underdog play to the next level by diving into their NFL pickems. It's important to correlate those NFL pickems. You can pick both the quarterbacks and the wide receivers to exceed expectations. Correlate them, and you can 5X your payout. Bada-bing, bada-boom. Underdog Fantasy, the promo code is UNDERWORLD. For an instant deposit match up to $100, Underdog is the truest friend of the underworld. Yeah, Matt absolutely nailed it. Under, uh, under, uh, underwear, everybody loves those. Under Underdog is a, a very fun app. If you've never seen it, it's the little black and yellow and white dog. You can find it in the App Store, Google Play, Memphis, do you know the history of Underdog? You know, like the like the draft app, all that stuff, guys. You know, so they they used to be. Do you remember the draft app about five years ago when you used to do mm-hmm. best ball? I, I, I do because it was uh, that and MFL tens because right. MFL tens got squashed by the well, draft app and right. And MFL tens are still around. Best ball tens, they're still around, owned by the uh, NFFC Hub Tech. But the draft app was bought by FanDuel, and from and basically it never saw the light of day after that. But the guys who created the draft app formed underdog they started their own company and they blew it up again so they blew up draft sold it started the new company so if you think about it though if you think about what the draft app looked like it's very similar to the inner dog interface 
There you go. We, we got a history of best ball and app-based drafting right here on the Dynasty Warzone, Jerry. Listen, I'm a sucker for history. I love that kind of stuff. I seriously do. Do you remember, Jerry, in Memphis, like when you used to want to have to draft in the offseason, you'd have to like sign up for one of those uh, mock drafting sites. Somebody would draft Tim Tebow with the first pick and ruin the damn draft, and it was over. Or you'd go on ESPN's mock draft. I mean, oh, this... my, my, and, and it, it, like they would sign up, like the, the, the rooms would fill up like insta fast. <laughs> and then like, nobody would pick. And, and then yeah, everybody would quit. And then like the, the you would spend more time in the draft lobby trying to get get a spot than you would actually drafting. And then you ended up drafting against an algorithm ADP because everybody quit and was on auto pick. Yeah, it was the absolute worst and, and we and all what, did it though yeah and, and, and that's why it's so good about best ball it's like even if you have two bucks three bucks in the game at least there's stake in the game you know and for like the really savvy players that play at a high stakes you know like theo and, and dan williamson from the goat district podcast you know for those guys those guys build a portfolio that have a real roi that you know it's got to be 51 percent. at least you would have to think so i mean why would you keep doing it year after year, especially at the stakes that Dan and Theo and those type of guys play, unless you had a good ROI. But, uh, hey, Jerry, I think this is this may be a first, though, by the way. This may be a first for us having a, a guest on during good people, bad tweets, Jerry. Let's go. Now, now, Alan, I will tell you, Jerry never gets to see the tweet beforehand because I want the honest reaction is the best reaction. And this is... This is the most unique good people, bad tweets I've had yet because it was a comment that caught my eye because it was horrible, but it pulled me back to the original tweet, which was also bad. So this is kind of a twofer and and, and here we go. And and, and this tweet was from at Tyler FF creator and and he was ranking his top 10 tight ends. And, And here they are in order. Kyle Pitts, Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, TJ Hawkinson, Dallas Goddard, Dalton Kincaid, Pat Fryermuth, George Kittle, Michael Mayer, Sam Laporta. So while you're digesting that top 10, Char, Char jumped in the comments, and this is the one that caught my eye that drugged me to this, that says, I can't trust you if you don't have Evan Ingram in the top five. Not in the top 10 is pure ignorance. Sorry. So, so Alan, you're the guest. You get uh, you get the first serve at this. When I read all this out, what do you think? Well, it um, I don't follow the, the. This is a dynasty ranking, right? You're saying? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. So, what it's I mean, it's not how I would rank them. Uh, it seems like you know one of the the rankings that like if you kind of just started playing dynasty you'd put all the young guys forward and i think that there are people that will rank like this but i think as this is what i always say when i listen to podcasts when i read tweets i can always tell who plays in dynasty leagues and who just kind of makes dynasty content and it's fine you can make dynasty content not play in leagues but i could tell and again i i'm always open to being wrong but these rankings strike me as like hey let me push the rookies up and we all know that Rookie tight ends, I don't care if you're – you're more likely to be Eric Ebron than you are to be TJ Hawkinson, right? So um, if I you always bet against tight ends that are drafted early, you're going to win. You're going to be like 70%, 68%. So it strikes me as um, a very vanilla sort of new style of tweet and something I would probably just scroll past. 
You, you know, for, as a Detroit Lions fan, part uh, of me wants oh, to no. hit the little red button in the corner just because you mentioned Eric Ebron's name. Because old feet for hands has broken my heart numerous times. This is what I'll say. I, I, I agree with what Alan's saying about the, the tight end rankings. Like, I think having Laporta in there and Michael Meyer in there is a little spicy. You're, you're creating, you know, fine. conversation. I get it. I'm fine with it. As far as having Evan Ingram in their top five, like the comments said, I'm going to guess that person has never owned Evan Ingram on their dynasty roster because otherwise they would probably hate him. Outside of this past season and maybe his rookie season, he and and I'm an Evan Ingram guy, Randy. I am an Evan Ingram man. I, I fight for him and I may hate the tight end position, but he is a guy I always go to because he's in, you know, genuinely, he's pretty cheap. Top five, stop it. Bro can't even stay healthy. He's on a one-year contract. Contracts are such a big deal in Dynasty. To they, they create stability in their situation, which boosts them up rankings. To say it's egregious that he's not in the top five, stop it, my friend. Well, I, I want to start with the, the, the response first. So, so this is the first response that, that, that I had. You know how fucking stupid you have to be <laughs> to even think something like that, let alone say it publicly and act like you're fucking serious. I mean, Dana said it all. It's right there. It's like, and I love Evan Ingram. I He was one of my hits last year. I said, Evan Ingram, Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence, what's not the like? Now, if I gave you one of those uh, Men in Black, you guys remember Men in Black, Will Smith with a little laser thing? If I made you forget about his years two through five, and all you remembered was last year and his rookie, you'd be like, okay, top five, he should be in the top five. Unfortunately, those other handful of years, those actually happened. So so that's horrible. And I love it. And like I, I won't Jerry and I are in a league where you must start two tight ends mm-hmm. and it's tight end premium at 1.75. And Dan and JD from the GOAT district and a lot of people have tried to crowbar Evan Ingram away from me in that format, and it's not gonna happen. But that doesn't mean he's in the top five, much less ten of my rankings. Yeah, Memphis, you know what it is, and uh Jerry, that I think that people go a little too far when they rank about with age. I think that what, let's say Travis Kelsey has another Travis Kelsey year and then retires. He's still worth more than, than Kyle Pitts probably in dynasty right now, because the chance that Kyle Pitts puts up a season ever that Travis Kelsey has been doing Travis Kelsey's the tight end one, six of the last seven years. I mean, this is like that run that Antonio Brown had over like five years. So again, obviously, you know, Kyle Pitts deserving as a top three ranking, but to have, you know, you want to have Travis Kelsey as your tight end one or two and Dynasty. If you want to discount them a little for age, I understand. But I think that's a major leak in Dynasty players' games is overcounting for age with elite players. Well, let me throw this out there real quick. So I am taking part. Jerry has decided he does not want to be on video. And Alan's taking part in the world-famous, in quotations, player profiler draft kit. I, I have do one. What? Whoa, whoa, I, wait a second. Oh. Unacceptable. Oh, no, no, I am. I am doing one. Oh, oh. You, you are? Yeah. I was giving bad intel. No, you don't tell us how hype you are. Who's your guy? Mixon. Joe always, Mixon. Always, okay. an, always an unsexy running back, bud. I got I to gotta stick with my M.O. He's a good one to do this year because he's, he's undervalued right now. He's moving up, but that's a really good one to do. I like that. What are, who are you doing, I, Memphis? I, I'm doing Najee Harris. Which uh, he took I, mine. I, I know because think... he's a... St- Stinky turd over there. I, well, first of all, I, I was asked before you, and I tried to do someone else, 
But I was told you actually have to have players inside the top 100 because I, I wanted to go big swing. I'll tell you who my big swing is. Is yeah. like I'm I'm hoping to catch this year's Evan Ingram, and my big swing's Mike Gusecki. I'm hoping big athletic well, tight end reunited with Bill O'Brien in a in an offense where there's no clear dominant player. Why not? No, I like it. It's just the problem is that from a draft kit perspective, no one's going to click on the video. They can they're going to read the write up, but no one's clicking on the Mike Kosecki video. So that's why it's top one hundred. I understand that. Now, if he was doing a top three hundred videos, I mean. That would be pretty sick. You should tell him. Say you're going to do if it, it was anyway. a, If it was a video for disappointment, Mike Gusecki's an easy click. Hall of Fame. Well, I mean, is that his fault or is that the, the fault of the Miami Dolphins? Listen, you have gotten me in on Mike Gusecki, and every time he spits right in my face. Not falling on for that again. As, as cheap as he's going right yeah. now, he's in. But I want to wrap this up. My, my, my big my big picadillo with, with Tyler's, ranking was George Kittle at number eight. Yeah, First nice. of all, putting Kyle Pitts number one is exactly what, what Alan said. It, it's it's safe. He's the new guy. I've got to be hot. I've got to put him on top. That's wrong. That's wrong. Mark Andrews should be your number one. If it's not Travis Kelsey, it, it should be it should be Mark Andrews. Those Especially guys are year, one right? and two. Especially one and two. Yeah. And, and, and the biggest boo-boo, the biggest mistake was George Kittle at number eight. Here's the thing. I just went and looked. George Kittle has been like top five at the tight end position for like five years in a row. And you may say to yourself, well, but Memphis, he, he's missed a handful of games. Exactly. And he continues to finish top five at the position. Now, do you need to reach for a late round flyer like, like a Mike Gusecki this year? Do you want to go for a rookie like Sam Laporta? Sure you do. You're probably going to want to have someone just in case Kittle gets hurt. Alan, are you a Marvel fan? I'm a big Marvel fan. I mean, I'm aware and I'm pretty versed, but I'm, I wouldn't call myself like. Do like, you I'm guys? A, do you guys remember when when Tony Stark created the Hulk Buster suit? Yes. Because the Hulk is so powerful that he had to create something to give them a chance to to compete with the Hulk. Yes. Nerd. That's George Kittle. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you very well, much. Go you fuck know, my, yourself. My colleague Chris List calls him George Brittle. Well, well <laughs> that's really good, actually. Yeah. But but George Kittle is your yeah, best yeah. is your best chance at a Kelsey Buster. If you want to have a tight end in the fantasy playoffs when he's healthy, George Kittle is your Kelsey buster. He is your only shot at competing with with a healthy Travis Kelsey. Is a healthy George Kittle with the unstoppable force that is Brock Purdy. But that's a difference. But but maybe but maybe Brock Purdy is on Allen's list because we're into that part of the show. We're going to transition to. Dynasty surge or dynasty purge? What does that mean? Well, we're going into year two for a lot of key guys. And whether you're want to go super high in like Garrett Wilson, whether you want to go super low in like Brock Purdy, Traylon Burks, or you name it, it's it's sophomores. So Allen did not tell us we're going to react naturally. Now, surge means these guys, their value is going to surge in 2023. They're going to be worth more 12 months from now than they are today. And purge means they're worth something, and we're going to get them off of our roster as fast as possible because something in 2023 is going to hurt their value, whether it's their performance, their situation, what whatever that is. And Jerry and I will be back on Thursday on the Dynasty Warzone YouTube channel and the Dynasty Warzone podcast channel doing our version. But tonight, we have a tremendous guest. Alan, who is your first sophomore surge? A guy that you're like, I got to get this guy on my roster before prices go up. 
Malik Willis. No, I'm just kidding. Kidding, kidding, kidding. <laughs> and that was Alan Slislowski. Thanks for stopping by the Dynasty War Zone. I, you know, I'm in a Dynasty startup right now. It's the 27th round. He just went off the board in a Superflex. So it's like, you know, it's just like I told, I said to the room, I said, it's just like the uh, draft night. It's just sitting in the green room again. You know, he's at the 27th round of our draft. So uh, who's the player that this is? Uh, who do you, can you visualize being on the cover of all like the magazines next year? That's what I kind of like have to say to myself, right? Who's that guy that you're, you're thinking about, like usually like the fourth or fifth or sixth round in your redraft leagues, but you could so see him being on the cover. And that's Christian Watson, guys. I mean, he was the wide receiver nine from the time he was a starter in week 10. So that's two months of sample size. I mean, football, small sample size. Christian Watson, I know was a lot of touchdowns, right? But that's what he does. He scores touchdowns. And now, you know, common pushback that I get when I say, why is Christian Watson being treated differently than Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave? It's like four rounds of difference in, in redraft and definitely a couple rounds in, in uh, Dynasty as well. It's like he broke out too. He just got a late start. And the one game, again, sample size tiny, but football, that's what it is. It's just a small sample size sport. The one game with Jordan Love, four catches, 100 yards, and a touchdown. So at least we saw it, right? It'd be better than not seeing it. So Christian Watson, to me, it's so easy to see 18 months from now, him being in that tier with those young elite guys. Jerry, what are your thoughts? Because you were both a Christian Watson guy last year. And Jerry, a little fun story, Alan. Jerry actually graduated from Michigan State with Jalen Reed. So, Jerry, what are your thoughts on Watson, the situation, Jordan Love, anything to do with Watson as a surge? And just to say, if you disagree with anything, let me have it. You know what I'm saying? If there's any disagreement there, don't hold back, guys. You are not going to get a disagreement out of me with Christian Watson. The only the only argument I would have is is if Jordan Love can continuously do it. Because when the ability that Christian Watson showed to play in the league last year shows that he's going to continue to be able to do it. It wasn't necessarily all Aaron Rodgers that did that for him. He made the plays. He got open. He has a knack for the end zone. You you cannot argue against that because the man went absolutely bananas for four to five weeks. And it was, he was wide receiver one or two overall in those weeks. And if you have the ability to do that in the league that, that as a rookie, you're always going to have that ability. So I'm, I'm with you. Listen, love Jaden Reed. Don't give that Spartan dog. Like, like Randy said, stood next to him at graduation. I, I am rooting for him. I have a lot of shares of him just because of where he's going in rookie drafts. But Watson is the one in that offense. He's going to continue to be the one. I just need Jordan Love to help me out for my Watson shares. That's what I'm hoping for. Because I know Watson's got my back, and he's going to help me make my friends cry when it comes to playoff time. I just need Love to help get me there, buddy. But also, but also lose to the Lions twice. I'm not <laughs> selfish. Like, you're, 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 you're asking for a, a lot, but it, it is a it is a clean sweep on on Christian Watson. Here's the thing. This this uh, is it. Which Lafleur is this? Is this Mike or is this Matt? They're both extremely handsome. So it's one of the Lafleur brothers by way of by way of Shanahan. And we know that the Shanahan offense has a dominant wide receiver. I mean, I remember when when uh, Pierre Garcon had a huge year with Kyle Shanahan calling plays, and that's what this offense does. And, and I think Watson's going to be that guy. Whether you know a couple of years ago it was Rodgers and and Devontae Adams, and I'm not saying Christian Watson's going to be the next Devontae Adams. And, Jerry, I know you said you were worried about you were worried about Jordan Love. Look, dude, I saw Tom Savage 
keep DeAndre Hopkins in volume and fantasy points. And here's the thing. If this team is like in the middle of the pack, no pun intended, it means that they're going to be in games where they're going to be passing to the end. I don't see this team running and, and, and hiding. And if they finish, what, seven and 10, eight and nine, it's not going to surprise me at all. No. And that means there are going to be plenty of games where they got to throw the ball. So for me, I think Christian Watson's a steal. Hey, guy, in Dynasty, if you're, again, we're playing that age thing right now. If you have to pick, like, in your fourth round of, like, you know, and it's uh, Cooper Cup or. Christian Watson, who you take, and let's just say you don't don't give me the win now or win like you're on the clock. You've just, only had three picks, so you don't know what your team is yet. I mean, I'm, I, I'm taking Watson. Yeah, me too. I did. Yeah, there, there, it, he's just he's a he's a much more stable asset than Cooper Cup is at this point. A with his injury history, B with Matthew Stafford's injury history, and just the trajectory of that team. Well, there there is no greater fan of Cooper Cup than me. When I first started doing this in 2017, he was my first big hit as a as a content creator because I loved his game. The only time you're going to get more for Cooper Cup than you'll get for Christian Watson in his dynasty is going to be at your trade deadline in season. That's the that's your only shot of getting more than. So this is a game. Unfortunately, we talked about those tight end rankings earlier in the show. Is that you see the ageism. And I'm sorry, it, it impacts value. Now, again, when you get into point scoring season, when you get into September through December and the money-making time, then people will potentially pony up. But I agree with Christian Watson, and it kind of makes me sad that I'd have to take him over uh, Cooper Cup in a startup. Ask the people in that are li- – okay, anyone listening in the chat, throw in there Cooper Cup versus Christian Watson Dynasty. I'm curious what the uh, the people say. So just throw it in the chat. All right, I will watch it in the chat. Alan, give us a second surge. Give us your second guy that that you're pumped for, like that you're out. Because so what people didn't know, and I, I did a poor job of not only butchering the poor man's name, but not not giving his dynasty credentials. I believe I listened to a podcast with you the other day, Sonic Truth. Listen to it. Streams live on Tuesdays or Wednesdays. Uh, when you're trying to get three gentlemen together as busy as Theo, the Pod Father, <laughs> and Alan, it, it can vary from 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 day to day. I've lost my train of thought, and I, and I'm looking at, at my my show sheet, and I and I got sidetracked. Jerry, that never happens. <laughs> yes, it does all the time. What are you? God talking damn it, about? Jerry! Not, not in get, front of company. Getting, getting old and busted, buddy. Old Dude. and busted, indeed. All right, Alan, give us your give us your second guy. I mean, you know, there's so many captain obvious ones, but someone that uh, Jahan Dotson still reasonably priced guys and. Like, why can't he be the number one wide receiver? I know Terry McLaurin got the contract, but Jahan Dotson, man, I mean, when he played, this guy was like a supercharged Tyler Lockett out there. You know, he's not, let's see, size-wise, he's 5'11", but it's almost like Steve Smith had a son, right? I mean, this is, he's got the whole my ball mentality. I think you, like, you, you can't compare somebody to Steve Smith and have Randy not get his nipples hard. Just so, <laughs> I mean, he loves Steve Smith with everything in him. There you go. That's it's going to be an interesting conversation. A little spoiler. I have not divulged this yet, but I am uh, going to be talking to our friend, Mr. Matt Kelly. Uh, you know, he, he has his own, he has beef. his own, uh, it, beef is a good word. We've already talked about Cooper Cup and Steve Smith. We're, we're segwaying, segwaying right toward a good conversation with me and Matt sometime soon, but Totally. I, totally. I think Jahan Dotson's great. No, keep going, please. Yeah, just long short is um, he played in 12 games, seven of those games, double-digit fantasy points. I mean, a couple of blow-up games. It's so e- – if Sam Howell is even, like, C-plus good, 
Jahan Dotson's going to have a uh, he's going to outscore his ADP, and he's going to be someone that you're auto starting every week. He's not going to be a wide receiver five or anything like that, but why can't he be like wide receiver fourteen or fifteen or you know just touchdown based, right? I mean, he he's someone they kept throwing to, and he had a couple multi touchdown games as well. So we talk about sophomore players, second year guys that haven't gotten the uh, the full tier one push up in dynasty and redraft yet he he's got to qualify there no, is and, going and... to be a, there's going to be a time when i disagree with you i promise you that <laughs> but it is it is 100 not going to be this one right. Jahan dotson just a touchdown maker man like it, he just finds the end zone but for some reason he's not getting all of the sizzle that the other younger guys are and i just i i don't fully like i get Garrett Wilson got Aaron Rodgers and they they went a little bit earlier in the rookie drafts and maybe that's what is causing this. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Dotson is the one there and he's just, oh my God, it, 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 at his price, he's so easy to accumulate and if he grows better than what he even has, oh my God, that's just, that's, that's easy value. I, I am I, so I talked about Cooper Cup being a hit. Terry McLaren was one of my other big hits as, as we've done this because we were getting him in the third round, mm-hmm. and, and I love him. But but I think that the best thing that could happen is this Washington Commandos team is going to have a new owner finally, and I could see them looking at his contract now. There's no savings in 2024 by cutting him. It's actually about a five million dollar versus what his cap hit would be versus what his dead cap hit would be, but. If you're trying to rebuild and restructure, because I think Ron Rivera's done, unless he makes a, at least a, a playoff win this year, I think they want to hand it over to Eric Bieniemy under a, a new leadership team. And, you know, Terry McLaren under contract for two years and 24 and, and 25 could look very appealing to a Buffalo, to a Kansas City. And I know he's, he's going to make $24 million-ish over the next two years. I think that's when Jahan Dotson is really going to flourish. But Jahan Dotson just turned 23 in March. And he's a guy that he could be going into his super prime. That's a podfather term. The super prime of 25 years old. And you could have a a three to five year window with him as the super alpha in there. So I, I love Jahan Dotson. I think in 2023, I'd love to have him in rosters where I have to set my my roster. I'd love to have him as like my wide receiver three because I know he's going to potentially win me some weeks. He all, all he does is is catch touchdowns per Jerry. So I, I I like that. Yeah, I've given my um when I'm on the clock at like one ten and one eleven and it's like Zay Flowers standing there. I've given that pick to someone for Jahan Dotson and everyone's like, oh, oh. you overpaid, you overpaid. But I'm like, all right, let's not let's, even let's, close. Right, and, and, yes. like I, I'll I'll take Dotson over over Flowers. 95 out of 100 times. Right. But when you give that pick, when you get pick 110 yeah, or 11, right. it seems like an overpay, you know? Well, what did you pay for Dotson last year? About I mean, the same? 2 3, right? He was, yeah, he was, yeah, he was later. the guy. Every year, there's a first round wide receiver that goes in the second round of rookie drafts. It was Brandon Ayuk. It was Kadarius Tony. It was, well, I'm on Ross St. Brown, was what, a fourth rounder? So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Dotson was the guy last year that, that fell. It, it, I'll, I'll give you a lot of kudos. It, it takes a lot of uh, stones to make that pick. But, you know, here's the thing. And th- this is a little little nugget for the listeners and all the kind people commenting in, in the chat. You have to lose trades, lose in quotation marks, to win leagues. The more trades I quote-unquote lose, the more leagues I win. That's a great take right there. It's, That's a it's really because trades are all sizzle, right? Like a, it, the winning a trade means you get the sizzlier player 
But if I can get a good steak, I'll take it every time. Mm. Well, I was getting, you know, Jerry, you mentioned Joe Mixon's going to be your guy in in the world famous in quotations draft kit. And I was out when the alleged issue was going on with him and in, in the legal process. I was going out scooping him up. I got three Joe Mixon on three contending rosters for seconds in this past year. Now think about the, the players that went in the second of this 2023 rookie drafts. And I was getting Joe Mixon for that on contenders because I, I like to win. You have to lose trades. And I think Jahan Dotson, I, I know he's 23. I don't know how old Zay Flowers is. He's got to be 22. He spent four years in college. He was a senior. He came back. So you're talking about two guys. One guy's in, in the mix with Mark Andrews and Odell Beckham Jr. And they're, they're flirting with DeAndre Hopkins and Rashad Bateman. And all of a sudden, now Zay Flowers is there. Or, or Jahan Dotson and it's Terry McLaren. Maybe Logan Thomas. Maybe not. I mean, even if they're bad, first of all, Jacoby Brissett waited in the wings to hold everybody's fantasy value. So I, I think that's a steal. I think that's the best nugget takeaway so far is go trade the 110 in a super flex for, for Jahan Dotson. Do it. Once. Yeah, I mean, anytime. I mean, any of those guys, right? I mean, would you do it with Jordan Addison too? I mean, that's where it starts to get a little like, uh-oh, you know? Like, that's no, that's the line of demarcation for me. That right. is the line in the sand. Once you get to 108 in a super flex, We've said this all off season. I don't give a shit what you do. I really don't because there's an entire tier from 108 to 208 in Superflex drafts this right. year. So it's a the, giant. So a who giant are the guys list. that you would do Dotson for? Like would would uh, so JSN you would take JSN right guys? Oh, J- JSN and Addison. Okay. Oh, Addison. So Addison's firmly on the. Oh, a hundred percent. You know, Kirk Cousins yeah. and then um, that Kevin that. McConnell offense. You know, you know, Kirk uh, Kirk Cousins is going to throw the ball between 600 and 650 times. And believe it or not, yes, it's true. Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson can't get all of those. So there's going to be plenty of volume. He plays in a dome eight times this year because the AFC has the ninth home game this year, but he has at least eight games in a dome, nine when you count the one road trip to Detroit. You know, you're coming down the fantasy playoffs. You're not going to have to potentially worry about weather, you know, wind and snow and everything. I mean, yes, absolutely. But that is the line. Okay. If you want to move 108 for Jahan Dotson and you don't want Quentin Johnston, first of all, I don't blame you. Second of all, I'm fine with that. Yeah, no, that's you agree, Jerry, with that? Like, that's the line right there? QJ, 100%. Yeah, okay, all right. Yep. How about if Kincaid in, like, any sort of premium format for Dotson? Where are we on that one? I would take Kincaid there by yep. an eyelash. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying Jahan Dotson's actually Steve Smith, but he's really good. Right. And I'm looking for two things in fantasy football. They start. They both start with V. Jerry, get your mind out of the gutter. They both start with V, volume and value. Those are the two things I'm, I'm looking for. And Jahan Dotson's route to volume is tremendous. I think he's a value right now. That's why I like him where you're, you're talking. Now, Kincaid in a 1.75 premium, which a lot of us plays in, given that offense in Buffalo, because there's going to be a bunch of volume there. I can dig that. Jerry, it starts with the V and it stinks. You understand what I'm saying? It's, uh, <laughs> well, what are you talking about? It's, it's volume. Uh, it's bad volume. Uh, listen, I am a I am a hater of tight ends, um, but I think I can get more. Tell us more about how point. Eric Ebron scarred you. Got well, he's got feet for hands, so he scarred Brandy anybody Pettigrew? who ever drafted him. Yeah. And then, and then Hawk finally does good, and then we trade him. So that's it, the, the life of a Lions I fan. I see man. a lot of emo- emotional scarring here, Jerry. It's not so much Correct. Kincaid, it's you. Correct. And they're going to do it to us again this year. 
Red, they just build my hope <laughs> up just to punch me right in the mouth. So you would rather you would rather have Dotson over Kincaid then, regardless of the premium. N- n- Personally, yes, but I would take I would in a startup I would take Kincaid first just because I think I could get more. I think I could get Dotson plus. Right. And Dotson guys also, it's like everyone always thinks you have to hit like a home run with every pick. It's okay to hit a double, right? Like if you can in these leagues where we play with how like, dare you speak of such dynasty heresy like that, sir? <laughs> right, especially the leagues we all play in when there's like three flexes plus a super flex, right? It's like. Uh, Jahan Dotson like is in my lineup every week. Like I'm very happy to have that guy and that type of stuff. Now, if it's start two wide receivers and one flex and that kind of stuff, then obviously yeah. we want the the upside. Well, before we get your your final surge, and then we'll go to the fun part. But if if you're setting lineups, which we're going to be doing in about three and a half months, you're setting lineups. Do you feel comfortable every Sunday hitting the submit button with Jahan Dotson in your lineup, or Quentin Johnston, or Zay Flowers? Or anybody in that range. I feel because I know what I've seen and I can't unsee what I've seen. So for me personally, I would lean Jahan Dotson over all those guys, especially given his age. I, I mean, thumbs up, right? I mean, that's, you know, I'm, he's, well, he's one of my guys this year. You know, we're all going to have guys. That's my guy. All right. And give us your, give third, us your, yeah. Who's the, who's the third guy going to be? Cause I, I want to disagree with you. I really do. I was going to say Mechie can go up, right? I mean, I don't even like love yeah, so, this guy. I mean, these are maybe these are Captain Obvious. I don't know. But, you know, the way they're being drafted, I guess they're not because all of them, none. I mean, Christian Watson goes in round five, but I'm saying that he should be a round two guy. And these other guys are around like six and eight players in that probably will be better next year. So Mechie, everyone forgot about him. I mean, you know, we, we hear scary word like cancer, right? And we don't want to have him but i mean there's an example in the nfl of a productive player james connor right who came back from something like this so um a guy that's going to surge that i think i'm in he went in round 13 of this startup i'm in right now so that would i mean for obvious reasons you know he's got the chance to be the number one guy um it's wide open in houston jerry what are your thoughts uh, on mechie because you know the mine cheap, the cheapest wide receiver one that's available right now that's a great way to put it. And, really and, and if CJ Stroud is that guy, you got a star brewing. Yeah, even if he's a B minus, right? It's, That's what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Like, like it just just based on him being, I mean, with all respect to Nico Collins, he just hasn't that hasn't been a thing. Bobby Trees is mm. he's getting up there. I mean, John Mechie's what, 22, 23? Was a burner at Alabama? I mean we'll be 23 in July. Okay, so he's not even 23 yet. Yeah, no, that's a deal. That's, I mean, just the absolute bottom of the barrel acquisition cost for a potential wide receiver one. I'm, I'm, I'm scooping that every time. We're going to talk about the V's. There's your value V right there. Well, he, you know, he, he's my guy. I'm, I, I, I've, been, I've been getting him everywhere. I've been getting him for thirds. I got him for a. I got so I, tra- I I I traded back in in a league. I traded a 2024 first. Now I won this league, so there's a little little background, little uh, context. I won this league last year. I, I should be in my final contending window this year. Roshan Johnson was on the board at the 205, and the guy who had the 205, um, I gave him my 24 first, and I got the 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 rights to basically draft Roshan Johnson and John Mechie. So I gave what could be worst case scenario the 109 to 112 next year 
for John Mechie and Roshan Johnson, which both, A, will give me an infusion of young talent this year and and could potentially, you know, help me win long term. So I, I I love I love John Mechie. I think he wins the way that the way that CJ Stroud plays the quarterback position. I don't see CJ Stroud pushing bombs down the field to to Nico Collins. I think Mechie and Schultz are gonna thrive in 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 this offense because it's over the middle. It's you know, run a they'll run a six yard route on third and eight. They'll catch it. Maybe they get the first down. Maybe they don't. I don't care. I got one point six PPR points on that six yard catch, and I think he's going to get a lot of them. I don't want to go as go as crazy as to say he could be Keenan Allen, but I think he's going to play and win and win the way that we want our receivers to win. I think he'll get a ton of volume, and I can't say enough good things about Matchy. Yeah, no, it's that's that's cool. By the way, is that uh, is that you, Jerry, in the chat that said you, you don't like Rondell Moore? Correct. Huh. I, uh, Memphis, where are you on that one? Because Rondell, people seem to like him now that uh, Hopkins is gone. Is, is he is he the replacement for? No, for, it's just it's just there's more you know there's more volume just for, for, more for theoretical me, targets. For me, the guy you and I talked about on the RotoWire podcast that I love that's getting the big bump in Arizona is my man Michael Wilson. I'm hoping. Yeah. He falls in a long lineage of wide receivers I've hit on late in drafts that have you know had good production at the Senior Bowl, whether that be Cooper Cup or Terry McLaren or, or Michael Wilson. Michael Wilson is what happens when you wait until the news becomes definite. Got it. You have lost all your all your opportunity to get any value with him. Rondale Moore, uh, Greg Dortch, Hollywood Brown. We knew DeAndre Hopkins was going to be out of Arizona. We knew it. We knew it. They didn't trade him. They cut him. You have about three days to do this with Drew McBride. No, I'm sorry, Dwayne McBride. Excuse me, Dwayne McBride in Minnesota. Him, Madison. We know Cook's gone. It's I think so. I think he's playing too. Yeah, and well, the reason is is that he's he sees what's going on. It's very lonely in the in the running back free agency world right now. Like the phone doesn't ring. Nobody's offering any money. He doesn't want to go into that. He, he could take crack a crack house. <laughs> the uh True. the uh it looks like the the bus station scene from total recall yes! with him with yes! him and with him and zeke elliott and yeah, leonard fordette hunt, kareem hunt. hunt is there he's like yeah hey, so, me. You know, so, like, so, <laughs> so maybe he takes maybe he takes the, the 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 pay cut that keeps him around but he's going into year seven he's never had a tremendous you know healthy track record about him well, and minnesota loves Dwayne mcbride now he's got some knucklehead to him they yeah, love him they were not. They, I think they traded up that seventh round pick to get him. They were not going to leave that draft without him because they value him. They think he's a he's got some immaturity issues, but they think he's an absolute beast. So I, I love I love McBride. But yeah, going Here's, back to Rondale Moore, he's okay. Yeah, I, I didn't want to uh, stir uh, steer off too far on our our uh, purges, but the the last Alvin Cook sort of I was thinking that they would get, leave him his contract, but make it more incentive laden. So like. You know, you just lower his base and have an opportunity to get to where he was if he plays, if he produces. I can dig that, Jerry. Yeah, yeah. That's well, all right. I just, I, I, I just think he's playing. Yeah, I really do. I see. I, I, I think he only sticks there if he takes the pay cut. Yeah, that's my I, thing. He, he has to give the team something back. So we're we not going to play a second commercial real quick. I just want to mention our friends at Trophy Smack. So. 
Alan, you're doing a ton of dynasty startups. I am as well, but you're going to have your, your old school frat league. You're going to have your work league. You're going to have your old high school league, whatever it is, you need a trophy. If this is more than year one, you need a trophy. We're back doing work with our friends at Trophy Smack. TrophySmack.com forward slash underworld. If you spend a hundred bucks, you get a free stunner ring. Like, you know, remember that song, number one, I, I can't do it. I don't want to demonetize the video, but the number one stunner ring or the bling ring. You literally add the ring to your cart. You maybe next week we'll do like Jerry Reed's rap. We'll do, we'll do something like that. But but you go you go to Trophy Smack. Okay, Alan, he's nodding his head. He wants to see Jerry Reed rap. I mean, but, I, I will set my reminder on the player profile if, if that's guaranteed to happen. I, I, we'll, we'll see. Well, actually, next week Jerry will be out, so we'll, <laughs> he's uh, he's we'll, we'll we'll wrap that up at the end. But just head to Trophy Smack. It's early in the season. Maybe you're not ready to buy yet. Maybe you haven't had your draft yet. Maybe you haven't listened to the Kiss the Ring podcast yet. But go over there, get an idea of what you want. Maybe you want a draft kit for the wall. Maybe you want a trophy. Whatever it is, if your subtotal hits $100 before tax, it can't be $99.99. It's got to be $100 before tax. And you can add the ring to the car. Use promo code UNDERWORLD. Gets the ring for free. So there we go. Simple, cheap, easy plug for our friends at Trophy Smack. We work with them over at Rotowire too. They're awesome. Like they're ama- product- amazing. They're, have, they're, yeah, their product is amazing. It's really good. Good products, good people support the content you're enjoying for free. So even if you just go click, even if you just go to trophysmack.com forward slash underworld, that's the key part because that tells them that we sent you to peruse. You may not buy today, but go take a look at what they got. The forward slash underworld says, hey, our friends from Player Profiler sent us. Now to the good part. Give us your first sophomore we must purge from our roster. So purge is a relative term here, right? So because Well, if you saw the thumbnail for the video, it's the, yeah, the remember the movie mask. The Purge? Yeah. And, we, and we've got the purge mask on Trailer and Burks. Now, we've not heard his name yet. Doesn't mean we're going to. Yeah. But but we have the purge mask. You know, when, when there's a purge, you have to purge. Okay. This is a um, a take that's based mostly in redraft, but it could be applied to Dynasty too. And guys, I, I think it's bad news for Brees Hall. I, I think this is, it, it's, you know, he's RB2 in Dynasty and he's going in the third round of, of underdog drafts. I mean, usually these guys are 10 months back to play, which means that he would technically be at 10 months when the, when the season starts, but it's 18 months until these guys even think that feel like themselves again. If you're taking him in the third round of your best ball draft, you're just going to be taking zeros or looking at like a JK Dobbins type of thing. I don't even think the jets, I mean, they, you know, they drafted Izzy a, they have that whole slew of like, you know, just replace replacement level running backs that can at least play. I think this is going to be a bad year, at least a bad start. I mean, you always make money in fantasy football betting against injury optimism if you can get full value for Brees hall right now if i can get christian mccaffrey and a 24 first please give it to me i I just think that these guys never return to be them full selves now Brees hall at 89 percent is great that's a running back i want for his career but you look at these guys usually after the acl tear if your name isn't adrian peterson you're never what you once were you could still be really good so purge in a sense where i'm looking to move him for but for, for full value for full value, Jerry, I, I, I'm, I'm we have my finally found the disagreement, boys. <laughs> uh, I, I, I get the argument. I get where you're coming from. And here's the thing: if the injury lingers on, or he does it again, 
then he's Javante Williams stock. And listen, I like Javante. I'm trying to acquire him because the value is repressed, but it's not where it was 365 days ago. And that exact same thing could happen to Brees Hall. Maybe I am just being a gullible optimist, but the that offense is getting exponentially better. He's an unbelievable pass catcher. And I was shocking the guy with the Michigan State degree on his wall liked Kenneth Walker more. I love Brees Hall. So uh, I hear you. It's a fair argument that I understand. And if you can get great things granted, I I mean, Christian McCaffrey in a first is still good value, even though I hate to rely on Christian McCaffrey, just because if we're going to talk about injuries, I mean, that man farted in my face for two straight years and broke my heart. So, but it, but if you can get full value, I can hear you because young elite running backs are worth far more than they should be, right? Because they are just they are unstable assets more often than not. But God, I love Brees Hall, man. Well, it, well, it, it hurts. It hurts. Well, 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 I, I feel like my ears are bleeding. Wow. I, this is what I thought when, when when Alan said that. Federal prison. <laughs> Federal fucking prison. If you're that- I mean, I want to put Alan in federal prison right now. Federal prison because I, I love Brees Hall. Here's the thing: I'm I'm big into messaging, and they did the same thing with Javante Williams. By the way, you know, I think the Jets. I think this is Super Bowl or bust. At least playoffs, win a game or two. Aaron Rodgers, it's all in. If there were real concerns, I mean, real concerns, they would have signed one of the bus. They would have sent a bus to the bus station for homeless men, and they would have picked up Zeke Elliott or Leonard Fournette. Or, well, they, or, still got, or, they still got time to do that. That's too. that's that's my point. Is that if we get into camp and and Brees does not look like Brees, then they're going to bring in a, a, a Kareem. Hunt. I would bring in Kareem Hunt because he's going to be. He's had his own you know issues in the past, but he's less of the big name. It's not going to stir the media. It's not going to be the back of the the New York Post. It's going to be just a little addition to. That's the one that would scare me the most because I think he's the one of the three that has the most left to offer as a running back. So if he can get into camp, he looks okay. Zeke already expressed interest and Brees on social media gave him that old Heisman stiff arm. So I I love Brees Hall. He's still my RB2 in a startup. Maybe I'm that sucker. Alan, what do you think about my take and then wanting to put you in federal prison? I mean, listen, I'm alone on this island right here. I think that even Jerry pointed out, like, the argument is sound, but nobody agrees with me. It's very lonely over here. So I probably deserve to be sentenced to at least 25 to life for that take. But, again, it's just really it's just betting against injury optimism. Now, I bet against injury optimism when Joe Burrow hurt himself, and I lost. I lost the bet. I said I was fading Joe Burrow. Yep, so – but with a running sure. back, I'm going to do it, especially at the cost, right? It, even at least that year in redraft, like Joe Burrow was like QB 15. He didn't always have to overpay. Brees Hall's RB2, and he's like RB6 in, in redraft. That, that's the thing. Is the trajectory, is there any way that he increases in value? I think the argument is no. And if something were to happen or he is just doesn't come back the same, the value plummets. So I get it. I get it. Well, I and then and, and I want to because I share this take with our buddy the Podfather, and we'll we'll get Alan's thoughts as well. I think Samaj P Ryan's a screaming buy for the first oh, yeah. five or six games of the season if you're playing best ball or your redraft. I think that I think the 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 Samaj Orange will be squeezed to death by the time we get to August and you start getting a lot of redraft content. But same boat, 
you know, they have not brought in anybody. They, I mean, they brought in like, um, like just bums. I mean, just, just not, not even like the good bums, but just bums. So I'm not saying go out and get crazy with the cheese whiz with, with Javante Williams, but if you're in that same range with the, with the, like the 108, 109, and, and, and he's your guy, you can go get him, you know, for, for that draft pick. I'd do it. Alan, you, you, you came with the hammer. You probably should have, unless you have a bigger hammer, who's your second purge? <laughs> well, right. I try to give you one at the top and I'll give you one. I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of running backs, second year running backs that literally did nothing, but for some reason they still have dynasty value. They're still being drafted. Like Zamir white is like an example of this, right? <laughs> like he literally did nothing last year. Josh Jacobs is on a one year uh, franchise tag deal. Like, they, people should be interested in Zamir White. I mean, sorry, it, people should. It, he's basically going as if there's interest in him that he's the next guy. But if someone wants to give me anything of value for him, I don't mean like a fourth round pick, but if someone like say, if I'm on the clock at like two ten, and you talked about Jaden Reed earlier, like, and someone says, yeah, I'll take. I mean, no one's gonna do that. That's not that's right. not realistic. But I don't know if Zamir White does anything. I'm looking to get rid of him. I'm purging him off my roster. I mean, if you, I need to see something in the in the rookie year for me to be interested or it has to be an extreme case of why they didn't do anything i mean literally look down that game log it it, it looks like you know one of the like worst mine it, it looks like mine <laughs> there you go so yeah zamir white for me i'm purging if i can get anything if i can use him to package with like 307 to move up to 208 you know something like that in a in a rookie draft that's what i'm doing earlier yeah. i said that i would trade rondale for a wet sock and i would I would trade Rondale for him. I mean, that's that's pretty standard. Like, that's not a that's not hot takey, but it, essentially, I would take anything. If I could move up from two ten to two oh eight, I would give you Samir White. If it okay. was two ten to two oh nine, I'm I'm doing it. I just I don't see a scenario where that guy's going to do anything. I'm with you. You know, I, I wanted to like Zamir White. So this is me being honest. This is me telling all, all, all my – maybe it was a little bit of uh, – are we over-scouting the Georgia helmet, especially at the running back position? Now, if you want to talk the defense, the defensive guys have been absolutely NFL gold. They have been destroyers. I was so bummed. I actually called it in our Patreon group chat, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone, where I said, watch this. The Eagles traded up ahead of the Colts. I said, these goddamn bastards are going to draft Keely Ringo, and sure enough, they did. But as it relates to, to these running backs, I, I, I mean, who's been the Georgia running back? Think about like Evander Holyfield's kid. Can't even remember his first name. Elijah. 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 Yeah. DeAndre Swift is, is largely disappointed. Zamir White. Who has been the Georgia running back during this epic three- or four-year run that has really landed in the NFL and set the NFL world was, on fire? Was Gurley in Georgia? To... Was Gurley? Yeah. Yeah, well, you got to go back to Chubb, Nick Chubb, Nick, Nick, Sony Ch Michelle disappointed what, what, too. What, 2018, 2019? Right. Yeah, I mean it's it's I been mean, a hot. I mean that's half as crazy as is it. That's a that's a, a lifetime in dynasty, dude. It's a half a decade ago. Yeah, I mean we we we've seen the apex. So I'm gonna say I was guilty of a little uh, little helmet scouting on on Zamir White. Well, Alan, we're down to our last purge now. Yeah. Make it a good one. I don't know that you can top Brees. That was. Uh, that well, was impressive you, stuff on your part. Wanted to come out swinging. Now this come one out I'm, with I'm, the heat. Right, this one I'm prepared to be wrong on. We drafted him in the first round of our rookie drafts. I don't know what to do with Sky Moore, so I'm just gonna give him to somebody else that wants him. You know, I mean, they already 
drafted over him, right? They, uh, I mean, well, I guess Scott Moore had a little bit draft cap, but they have uh, Rishi Rice. Was he taken? He was taken with a lower pick in the same round, but they basically, yeah. Yeah, it's still a second round pick. Um, nobody, they spread the ball around. Travis Kelsey. I mean, there's rumors now that DeAndre Hopkins can go there. Uh, I still think that there's a chance to get. Uh, something at least eighty cents on the dollar of what you paid. So I'm purging him off in a sense where he's a he's a tradable asset. You could add him to something else to get somewhere else. Uh, I want to do that as soon as possible. If Hopkins signs there, you're dead. And if he starts slow, you're dead. So um, you know that's somewhere between Zamir White and Brees Hall is the case for. Uh, Skyborne. If I'm prepared to be wrong, guys. Uh, you know, if I'm wrong on this, I'm fine. I just I don't want to take the chance if somebody else does. Well, if you are wrong on it, I'm going to be wrong with you, buddy. Because oh, I, I, I'm with you. It, it's going to be tough, I think, to trade him standalone. I think the best actionable advice that you got English is a tough language. Actionable advice that you just said was sort of adding him into a piece to sort of get a better asset. Just because he was super disappointing, I think he scored the game-winning touchdown in the Super Bowl, though. Um, so you know, may- maybe you can you can get a you know, hey, Jerry, would you take the, him when... or Gabe Davis right now? Uh, uh, Gabe Davis, just because I really don't believe in Sky Moore. Um, so but I, purge. I'm I'm purge. I'm also flipping Gabriel Davis too. He's not but, a sophomore. Yeah. we can't talk about him. Yeah, I mean they they brought in Kadarius Tony. It, it so I mean it, the. They drafted Rushy Rice, so they've seen Sky Moore, and they've added two more wide receivers since that draft. I mean, what are you, what are we doing here? I mean, I'm with you, Randy. He's sort of your guy, right? Well, first of all, I mean, Allen is over here just like emotional damage. He's hitting me at all the feels. Maybe I should have had him give me the names before he actually, <laughs> before he actually came on, so I could have prepared myself for emotionally. For, yes, for for these guys. I like Sky more, but but I, I can't spout off about the messaging on a player and then not, you know, listening to the messaging. What are the Kansas what is Brett Veach? What are the Kansas City Chiefs? What is Andy Reid? What is Patrick Mahomes telling us? They do not believe in Sky Moore. And I got news for you by by de facto reasons, it's Kadarius Tony too. Now he's not a sophomore, but they're telling us, you know, we're gonna bring in De- we're gonna bring in 30 plus year old DeAndre Hopkins. We're going to look at Rashi Rice. We're going to look at anything we can because we do not believe currently going into the season that our wide receiver room is where we as a group want it to be. Because you know that that those meetings have happened. It's been Patrick. It's been Andy. It's been Brett. They've all been in a room. They've all been chatting like, dude, what about the wide receivers? And Patrick's probably like, you know, I'd love to have someone on the outside that I can trust. You know what? Maybe it's Rashi Rice. Maybe it's not. But the, the messaging is it's like it's. Travis Kelsey, and then maybe. And I don't mind if you can get out of the Sky more business and you can move into a rookie wide receiver from this class that that you really like more. That's the thing, because I've always believed in that, you know, you don't hang on to a mistake because you spent a lot of time making it. Randall, do you remember people were on the clock last year and they were deciding Sky Moore or Christian Watson? How sick are those people right now? (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's it's oh man that th- those people are in 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 like dynasty Listen, hospitals. Some, some of those people, they're not me this time, right. but some of those people also took Corey Davis over Christian McCaffrey. So Ooh. you know we exist in this world, and we're sad Ooh. about it still. What to play devil's advocate? I will say that maybe Sky Moore is better than all those guys too. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it's not like those guys are insurmountable to overcome, 
And if you can be the guy that's the second target with Patrick Mahomes behind Travis Kelsey, that's a great role. And he could, he could be a value is what I will say. Granted with my personal teams, I am not doing that and I am not targeting him like that, but it's not impossible. Well, I, I want to throw this out. So th- there's a league that I always go to because it's a, it's full of fellow content creators and B, it's always the first draft. This draft kicks off literally Saturday, 6 p.m., the Saturday of the draft. So round, you know, seven ends, this draft starts. You have, like, very little time to get ready. You either you either got your shit together or you're not. And I went back and I looked at this draft. So and this is a tight end premium super flex draft. At the 108, Sky Moore. The 109, Christian Watson. The 110, Chris Alave, the 203, Jahan Dotson. So it's like he He's was very, there. very highly thought of. Oh, yeah. And the it's... problem with Sky Moore is that the, the, the person that has him right now probably believes in him more than you. But if, if someone in your league happens to believe in him more than you, let them believe in him more than you on their roster and not on yours. Yeah, I think the reaction to Sky Moore is Rishi Rice. It's the reason why the second round receiver of Kansas City didn't go to pick nine because everyone's, you know, it's with dynasty players. We try to think that we're we're such long term thinkers. We're we're just as prone, maybe more, to recency bias than any other type of than DFS players who are literally what happened last week. Pivot. We love pivoting. (laughs) <laughs> no, I was just saying we we love to ch- switch our strategy because of mistakes in the past immediately. May may maybe too far, but well, it's about being ahead of the curve. If if you go back to like 2014 was arguably one of the greatest, if not the greatest, wide receiver classes in the history of the NFL. Is that the Beckham Mike, class? Is that, that was the yeah. Beckham, Mike Evans, Devonte Adams, and and uh, Jarvis Landry does not get enough enough love in that class. But we saw in, in drafts after that, like the, the startups in 2015, 2016, where those were the guys going 101, 102, 103. They were the Justin Jefferson, Garrett Wilson, Jamar Chases of the day. And then we had this big shift because we had the running back class of 2017, which came in and said, hey, guys, we need to build around these running backs again. Everything's cyclical. You have to determine what part of the cycle are we in? Where is it going? How do we stay ahead of it? Alan, how do we stay ahead of your schedule over at RotoWire? Yeah, just everything. I post everything on Twitter at Alan Sislowski. I'm sure you'll link it in the um, in any description you do. And right now, uh, for your viewers, we're giving away two days of RotoWire Premium. I'm a big believer when, uh, that you should not only subscribe to one premium site like Player Profiler, and I'm a subscriber. I pay for Player Profiler. Uh, I believe that good dynasty players, good redraft players, subscribe to two or three draft kits to have a little bit of diverse opinion. So um, they always say fantasy football players, the only people that'll spend a hundred to win 50. Uh, I strongly (laughs) recommend you go over and check out RotoWire. We're going to give it to you for free right now, by the way, unlock the paywall for two days. Just go to rotowire.com forward slash try. Anyone could do it. Just put in your email. There's no credit card to put in just the paywall unlocks for two days. And after two days, it just lapses. Nothing happens. If you want to subscribe, you can, if not, you don't even have to like do any annoying canceling or anything like that. Rotowire.com forward slash try forward slash try. And let, let me, let me clue you into something that I had to learn about Rotowire. When I did my guest spot with Alan on Rotowire, 
What they have is depth charts, and they keep those things up to date. You're, so June 6th through the 8th is mandatory minicamp. So you're going to see blurbs, you're going to see things, and all these teams are going to update their their depth chart. To me, th- this this sounds silly, and maybe I am. It's worth it for the updated depth charts alone. Forget all the other premium content. That's great. Thank you. That that in and of itself ma- makes it worth it, and it's very slick. And Alan, you're very slick, man. What's going on with the uh, Sonic Truth? How are you keeping Matt and Theo? It's it's completely torture. It's hell. Um, it's, uh, no, it, it, you know, it's fun working with those guys. We have a good time. Uh, you know, just like you guys, I'm a fan of, of player profiler and all the content. So, and similar to what you guys are doing here, which I love what you guys are doing here. I think you really have a good, uh, thing going on here. I, I'm very happy that you guys are doing this pod and also on the dynasty war, war zone page as well. But, uh, yeah, we're going to be every Tuesday, myself, Matt Kelly and Theo, doing the Sonic Truth podcast and also the Rotowire Dynasty podcast. It's in the Rotowire Fantasy Football podcast feed. And I was just going to ask you, you brought up something. Oh, you guys have a player profiler login for Rotowire. So just ask Matt Kelly for it if you ever want to go on. So you have a, a con that you're. I will pay has- for my Rotowire like right. everybody else. It's premium content because. But just to let you know, player profile has a login. So it, you, we, yes, we, we, we will do that. But I will say this. So first of all, Support Alan, support all the content creators where you can and the freest way. It's a, it's a word that me and a doctor, by the way, he's a doctor, doctor of physical therapy, Kyle. He, he uh, does some stuff with us throughout the season. Dr. Kyle, the freest, the freest way to help all of us is subscribe to YouTube channels. Go to the Dynasty Warzone page. Go to RotoWire. Go to Player Profile. You're, I, I can see how many of you are on here. Go over there. You're going to hear Jerry and I's surge and purge, guys. It's on Thursday night. But because of so many awesome shows on Player Profiler, we can't get all that much time. So you're already here. You subscribe to our YouTube channel, their YouTube channel. You're there. Subscribe to the RotoWire channel. It's free. If you're listening on podcast, it's free to leave a review. It's free to subscribe on Apple. If you're an Apple person, it's free to subscribe on Spotify. If you're a Spotify person, Alan, it sounds corny, but how, how helpful is that to us as content creators? Oh, I mean, you know, just for our egos alone. I mean, just know? for our ego. I'll be on. I'll be. I'll be honest. I watch how many Reach. views I watch. Jerry. Jerry knows. I text him. Like, he oh, does text how, me about you it. See how you see how many views we got. That yeah. matters because that's a scoreboard. I'm a competitive well, person. Really, what? It, let, let's think about what it really means. What it means is like, what does anyone want in life, guys? They just want to be heard. They want to be seen. They want to be noticed. And again, that's not in an unhealthy way. I mean, we just want to know that we're not talking into the void. So when someone clicks on a video, clicks subscribe. It's just an acknowledgement. Like I see you, I know what you're doing. Thumbs up. I mean, who's hasn't been at a job on a work and just even if a mid-level manager says, Hey, good job right there. It feels good. And, and that's really what it is. I mean, yes, of course it's ego. And I always say it's better to have 200 uh, hardcore followers than 20,000 just, you know, sort of that aren't engaged at all that. So it's just an acknowledgement. And because I, and you, you guys do it cause you love it. You know what I'm saying? I I do it because I love it. It's just a nice little acknowledgement. Um, so yeah, that's what I think. It's a whole. We could do a whole podcast on views, likes. And what, I mean, when, uh, when we started it, we were talking into a void, my friend. It was just it was just Randy listening to me and me ignoring Randy. It's like like an old married couple at this well, point, Alan. It's it's like on the phone, right? Like you're talking to your friends on the phone. You're like, this should be a podcast, right? It's like you, we all have that experience with our with our friends. 
100%. So make sure you, you subscribe everywhere. And, and thank you. I, I can't name everybody. Now, when we do the Dynasty Warzone show, we don't have this many listeners and this many comments because I'm just sitting here going, it's like scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. So all you people that have interacted with this with this show have made a tremendous difference. I see Jerry, Jerry's working overtime behind the scenes in the in the chat, making sure that you know he he engages with you guys, the listeners. So I'm fired up. Jerry and I, Jerry, no, no, secret, Jerry's out in the next two Sundays. Him and what I like to call the lovely Mrs. Jerry. They are going to be celebrating 10 years of marriage, and uh, Jerry's going to be out. So I'm, uh, I'm wrangling up guest hosts. I will not name names. It will be a surprise. What's your what wedding anniversary date, Jerry? Uh, June 5th. All right. Cinco yeah, de no, June. I will, You'll be able to... I, will be, I will be feet in the sand. I will miss Randy I was for testing him. 10, 10 minutes, maybe. But the rest of it. Make sure you feet, tune in. Send feet in the sand, Marg in my hand, baby. Hey, wh why can't you sell, say who the guests are? That's a good way to promote. Or is it not confirmed yet? Because they're, they're not confirmed, and I like to have surprises. I, I Once it's confirmed, like, um, so Kiss the Ring podcast, for those that are listening, it'll be not this Monday, because it's every other Monday, but Monday, June 5th, I've got John McGlynn from the oh. Commissioner Evaluation Podcast. He's coming on with me. Uh, McDowell has confirmed. But once I get a hard commitment, because I don't want to put right. that person in a bad spot, life comes up, kids, work, things. So I got a question for you guys. So present company excluded, obviously. Who's your, if you could have anyone on the podcast, it could be an athlete, it could be a, a fantasy football analyst, it could be anyone. Like you get one shot. And don't just say the most famous person, because it could be a terrible interview. Um, who's the dream guest? Jerry? I know mine. Oh, then say yours because I'm gonna have to think about it. Yeah, and it doesn't. My, like mine's totally. Mine's totally Dana White. Oh yeah, yeah, that makes. I, I'm, I'm a UFC guy. Totally. Um, I, I've had three amateur mixed. Um, yeah, six amateur mixed martial arts fights. I think Dana White. I, I've added him to the soundboard because his soundboard, his sound drops become the best memes and like just things. So Dana White is authentic. He's gonna tell you exactly what he what he thinks whether it's about politics or what. I don't agree with everything that he says, but I think I'm looking for polar polarizing. Dana White makes you feel. Yep. You either hate him or you love him. I don't want the milkman on my podcast. I don't want the UPS driver on my podcast. I don't want boring. Alan's why you're here. You're, you're very polarizing. You hit me with Brees Hall tonight. <laughs> Wasn't expecting it, Jerry. Who, who's your, who's your all-time? See, should I go? Because we've had, we've had some some very big names and you know what you're right they weren't the best interviews um it happens all the time it happens all the time it's very rare you get the big name and the good interview i i have had that one time like i'm talking i had Schefter on on the rotowire podcast and he was awesome he crushed it but it makes sense right because he's adam Schefter and he crushes at football right but i've had other i don't think i mean of a, a michigan wolverine so i'll let it slide but you yeah. know obviously gotta respect shefty yeah i mean that's so, a good one that's so, that's tough to top but who who who's your dream guest then? Who would you? Want? You know what? I it might be Matthew Barry because he sort of got me. I mean, just like I'm guessing a lot of people. I mean, he's the Godfather. He's one of the Godfathers. I mean, I listened to the Fantasy Focus when it first started, and I was like, oh my god, I didn't even realize this sort of content was available. And then, you know, I I always tell people whenever they haven't played Dynasty or they're about to start playing Dynasty, it's like a black hole that you're just not ready for. It is going to consume you, and you are going to just want to acquire all the knowledge that you absolutely possibly can. Yep. And Matthew Barry did that for me. 
What about you, Alan? I mean, you've 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 bumped elbows with the the most famous, but who who would you like to sit down with and and have an hour of of time with? So, if you would have asked me ten years ago, I would have said like non fantasy wise, like Howard Stern. Like you know, I used to be like a Howard Stern nut. Oh, you know, if we're talking non fantasy, mine's Stone Cold Steve Austin for sure. But anyway, continue. No, no, that's that's that would be a good one too. But I've listened to his podcast so many times, and I've listened to so many podcasters that are better than me interview Stone Cold Steve Austin. That I, I really could I would it would I would struggle I would have to like he's a big football fan by the way he played college football in Texas so he's a big football guy so I would have to think of you know good football questions because his he's been such a good podcast host and a guest himself that I think his story's out there that would be the hard part about interviewing Austin yeah no, I mean, but Alan who you got who's yeah. who's the big one. From from a football like a fantasy football perspective, uh, you know, like the guy, uh, you know, I've had Sigmund Bloom on the podcast. He's fantastic. I would love to have him back again. You know, obviously when Podfather was on, he he crushes all the time. And and you guys know Scott Pianowski over at Yahoo. We have yet to have him on over there. He's just fantastic too. I just love the way these guys think about the game. There, you know, when you talk about like who would John Hanson would be another good one to have on a fantasy yeah. football podcast because he just is like the bridge between like the. The, like the super old school and the new school, he still stays relevant. Um, and it's just, he, he gets it, man. So I would say if I had to pick one, John Hansen, and you know, these guys are all gettable to us, right? We could just, you know, they seem like you just send them a DM, work out a schedule, but I would say I would like to see Hansen on the road to our podcast this year. Oh, that that's a good one. Well, I think that's a good way to end it. And uh, if you've ever wanted to hear me and the pod father, chop it up, it's coming, it's coming soon. Um, just got to make sure everything works out. I don't, I don't like making promises that I'm not yet capable of keeping, but it's, it's stick around Roto Underworld. That's all I want to say. Stick around player profiler. You will finally hear me and the pod father go one on one on a podcast. It's going to be can't miss just like Roto wire. And when you get the world famous in quotes draft kit, you gotta look at Alan's guy. I love your take on Travis Kelsey. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I, I love I love Alan's take on you. You want it? Go get the go get the draft kit when it comes out. But listen, Alan, man, thank you so much for your time. I know it's a holiday weekend. And before I go any further, I don't care what stance that, that you take on politics in this world. I don't give a shit. I talk about fantasy football. But I want to send a big shout out to all the men and women who have, who are, and who will protect my right to be able to do this. I, I don't care about anything else. They put it on the line so that we can talk fantasy football with our friends. So thank you to all of those folks. I don't want to forget about the meaning behind the holiday. Couldn't Jared? have said it better myself, buddy. Alan? And and with uh, saluting the troops. Can't go wrong. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, I, I should have done the start of the show, to, to, to be quite honest. You know, I'm a... Uh, pandering. Uh, pandering to the troops. You know, they, they, they call that a cheap pop. Speaking <laughs> of Stone Cold Steve Austin, that's a cheap pop in the pro wrestling business. Listen, here's a cheap plug. Tune in Dynasty Wars on YouTube. Uh, it'll be a bonus podcast as well. But on behalf of Mr. Alan Seslowski, you can follow him on Twitter at Alan Seslowski. Follow RotoWire. Support those guys. Use that promo code rotowire.com forward slash try. It'll unlock it for two days, 48 hours. Get out a notepad, write all that shit down, or just subscribe. It's also that easy as well. But on behalf of Alan, Jerry, and myself, remember, here at the Dynasty War Zone, we are just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. I'll see you back here with a uh, mystery host next week. Thanks to everybody in the chat. Have a great week, guys.
Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. The member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds, tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, Shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak